What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Darts Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. We had a great week at the Valspar Championship. Jack, what'd you think of the week? Well, let's go ahead and shout out number one, Taylor Moore. First win. And judging by the reaction when he found out when he actually won, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he found out that lunch was being served. Like he yes. had just like, he's like, oh, cool. Um, but did you hear him tell, a, tell his wife or his fiance or whichever one it was too? Oh, good job. Like it was so nonchalant. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that honestly, for it not being an, you know, obviously an elevated event, you had Taylor Moore, Tommy Fleetwood, Jordan Spieth, Wyndham Clark, Sam Burns, uh, Webb Simpson, Justin Thomas, all in the top 10. And that is beautiful. Obviously there are guys like um, Cody Gribble, uh, Matt Wallace, who basically had an assault case on his caddy the whole week, which is just brutal. <laughs> um, Webb Simpson's caddy is now Cameron Young's caddy. I as saw that. of this morning. Um, that's a long partnership that included what major championship Ryder cups. So um, there's Wild. that, but yeah, there were other guys too, that obviously were disappointing, but I think overall that was just honestly a really good week of golf. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, that was really, really kind of it. If it was a bit, if it was a big name outside of Matt Fitzpatrick, who, who didn't play well. Um, but outside of him, I mean, if you were a big name at the top of the leader or at the top of the DFS lineups, you, you probably contributed. I mean, n- nothing, nothing really too out of the ordinary here. Just kind of had to follow along with those leads at the top. And chances are you want a little bit of money if you did it. Uh, not me, if you went too top heavy <laughs> on DraftKings and FanDuel. But, uh, you know, I, I, I had a fun time with it. And it was, it was fun. It was fun. Potentially the segue of the year. <laughs> exactly. Uh, do you want to go over DraftKings and FanDuel lineups? Yeah, so I actually won in both of them, which was just fantastic. Um, in the FanDuel, obviously, um, or no, which one? Yeah, the DraftKings. I had to modify that because of Keegan Bradley's withdrawal. Someone put Taylor Moore in, so that was nice. That was a little <laughs> kicker. I tried to update social, so Twitter, if you guys follow along, that's where the update went through. Um, outside of that, I mean, Dylan Wu missing the cut was definitely disappointing. That was a little bit shock, or Brandon Wu, excuse me, that was a little bit of a shocker. Um, and then Justin Saw and Ben Griffin, which we'll get into in a little bit, was just like a shot in the heart. Shout out Bon Jovi. Um, but winning in both of those, in both 50-50s and single entries, you can't really be too mad at it. Yeah, uh, yeah, you you won. That was fun. I did not win in either of mine. Uh, DraftKings, Justin Thomas, T10, Sam Burns, 6, Ben Griffin, T45. Everybody else missed the cut. Uh, wasn't pretty. Again, That'll do it. Again, top heavy and all the guys in the top of my lineup hit. I just had none of the guys at the bottom hit, and I needed really probably one, maybe two of them to hit. Well, and the only one that did make the cut out of that range where we were talking about outside of the pod was Cody Gribble, who finished yeah. like top 10. But listen, compared to that group and Cody Gribble is not the name that any of I shout out Cody Gribble. I wouldn't have got there. Zach Johnson had been like six for seven and had like four straight top 40s and won you some money on and DFS. won me some good money. So I was Riding on pony board. Till it, yeah. Eric Cole had been playing well. He was on a bit of a heater. He just finished second at Honda a few weeks prior. It made sense. I mean, Cole Hammer was a shot. That's for sure. Let's not, you know, let's not any mincemeat about that. But I needed one of those three guys to make the cut, and I would have been in. Just didn't happen. It's unfortunate. Uh, For FanDuel, a lot of the same. Uh, I had Justin Thomas, who finished T10, Sam Burns, sixth. 
Ben Griffin, T45. I stuck with Maverick McNeely, which I felt good about. You know, T36, that was cool. Uh, Matthew Neesmith withdrew before before Thursday, but I didn't get him into the lineup in, or out of my lineup in time. Uh, my Thursday was kind of ridiculous, um, so I didn't really have time to look at it in the morning. Before. What, it's 6 o'clock, right? Was he on the train to go to, oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, unfortunately, withdrew, and he stayed in my fan duel, but I didn't lose him because of a bet because I got the, uh, the money back on that one. But, again, Zach Johnson missed the cut. So four for six, just missed out on the money, and I had one withdraw and a guy that missed a cut. And so if, if if either I have another guy that legitimately plays two rounds or if Zach Johnson makes the cut, I make money. You know, can't win them all. It is what it is. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Let's just get into bets because that was like the most stressful Sunday I've ever had <laughs> in my life because Wyndham Clark, top 40, that was a winner by a lot. That was awesome. Justin Sutt and Ben Griffin, both, I believe, as we had quoted, the locks of the century yep. were not locks of the century. Apparently, there is a uh, a locksman that cracked that one. Those were both a loss. Akshay Bhatia, top 40. That was a loss. Taylor Moore, top 40, plus 110. That's what I used to update Keegan Bradley on. That was a win. Brandon Wu, top 40, plus 110. That was a loss. And then we had our two matchups. So Tana Goya over Augusta Nuno's pretty much top Argentinian was a winner. And then Justin Sutt beating Brian Harmon. That was a winner. Um, we were down 0.28 units on the week, 23.17 overall. And then I only had one additional bet, which was a Wyndham Clark, Justin Sutt, and Ben Griffin made parlay. Uh, that was plus 170. So if you followed along with that one, congrats on your 1.7 uh, or uh, units up. There you go. Did you do extra bets or no? That was it. That was the only one. Oh, I did. that was it. That was the only one. All right. I thought you had a couple more, but maybe I was mixing up weeks. Yeah. Uh, for my bets, I had four. Again, Neesmith withdrew before Thursday, so brought it down to three. Um, I had Sam Burns top twenty at plus one twenty. That was a great win. Um, I'm gonna remember that for next year. Uh, just bet Sam Burns like T twenty at this course, dude. Jack said it on Thursday after the first round, but but he said something along the lines. Uh, first nine holes. Let's make sure that's right. very clear. All right. First nine holes before he made a couple of birdies. But what did you say about Sam Burns in this course? He looked like the Michael Jordan of golf in the first nine holes, and then he looked like a role player. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but I'm going to remember because, again, he's he's done that now, what, three years in a row? Uh, so that was a nice win. I had Ben Griffin, T40 at plus 110. Again, he finished like T45th. It was a brutal Sunday. Um, so that was a loss. And then I had Justin Thomas, T20 at minus 110. Um, There's another great win. Love that. So I went two for three. I gained 1.11 units. And I'm now currently uh, negative 0.18 units down. So practically zero. I My goal is to be zero by next week. Uh, if well, not, if not in the positives, so we crawled out of a what 16 point hole. I want to say that was a, that was a long, well, I think ride. the goal is to be, and we'll talk about this a little more just because of the, the double week, the goal might be to be positive this week, but I think the ultimate one is master's week. Yeah. Um, going into it because I, well, first of all, if you follow along, I'm going to have to do like seven <laughs> socials for the amount of bets that I'm going to do. Yeah. That's um, going to be like a 16 minute TikTok video. You're going to yeah. post. Oh yeah. So I'm hoping, Hey, listen, I'm all about continuously making money, but as of right now, we're doing 23 bets because I will do one bet, a unit of straight bets up. If we included extra, which I forgot to mention was 32 and a half units up, we'd be at 50 almost 59 bets at the masters 
which could be getting like, the like whole top field. 40. Yeah. Plus, yeah. It's unbelievable. That's not happening. So um, that's that. Liam is 0.18 units down. And if you followed along, I believe after January, where you were almost 16 units down, thinking about quitting. Right, right at uh, between like Century and the Sony, I think I was like negative 16.7 units down. Um, so it's been kind of a slow crawl back yeah. to to mediocrity. <laughs> Just for the record, it wasn't like he was doing top 40 minus 110. No, this guy was doing five bets. He's like, yeah, I think uh, Justin says probably going to get top five here plus 1100. <laughs> yeah, I think one hit. But, you know, now that we're yeah. getting back on track, that's consistent or minor damage for eight weeks in a row. Yep. Chipping away. So we are there and then we'll jump into winners. I had Wyndham Clark finish top fifth or tied for fifth. And then Justin saw uh, tied 45th. That was just hey, brutal. You did be- better than me. Uh, I had Ben Griffin T45. Uh, and then I had Zach Johnson who missed the cut. So my that's my first missed cut, by the way. I looked, that's my first missed cut in nine weeks as winner wow. on winner's picks. I was on well, a heater. That'll do it. Um, So it kind of sucks, but you know what? We uh, made it work. So, so of course I'm going to miss one putt every or one cut every once in a while. If it's on the tenth week, so yeah. Exactly. Uh, and then wild cards really quickly. Um, I had Justin Rose top ten that was tied thirty six looks good for a little bit, and then David Lingworth top twenty at plus three sixty. He was in there like swimwear, and then shot like four over on Sunday, and that kind of killed it. But we were there. Um, and then breaking news: Liam's wild card was a plus four hundred that did not hit. The streak is over. Yeah, you know, we'll blame it on the fact that he's a college kid, and I don't even know if he can legally bet yet because he might not be 21. Um, if, well, if he depending is, on the state. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, depending on the state. Uh, Ludwig Auberg was T20 plus 400. That was a loss. I think he finished like 60th or 65th. He was in the 60s. I lost track after I knew he was out of it. I'm not going to lie. It was depressing. Uh, the other one was Nick Hardy, top 20, a plus 450. He's he's just not the same golfer right now that he that he's been. I mean, he is broken. I wanted to bet him this week at Corrales. I I just or like pet him in a DFS lineup. I can't do it. He just he's too broken of a player right now to even contemplate throwing into a DFS lineup. Tell me how you really feel about Nick Hardy. <laughs> well, right now he's on a do not bet list. He's sitting right alongside uh, Brian Harmon and Cantlay. Cantlay. Cantlay was in it for me personally. Oh. I was going to say, Brian Harmon, bet against list. It's worked two weeks in a row, I think. So <laughs> Exactly. All right, Jack, how, how do you want to do it? We're going to Corrales and kind of going over some big hitters first. Let's start with uh, let's start with Corrales because uh, I know I'll have that in the side, um, which which is nice. I know, obviously, the Dell match play starting Wednesday, so a little bit of back and forth. But, yeah, Corrales, um, Putacanta probably butchering that um but go ahead i'm sure you have some fun facts for us yeah not not as much um again this is kind of the the lower field because it is corrales putacana um, by the way i had to correct myself because it <laughs> sounded wrong in my head when i said it out loud yeah i mean it's the it's corrales puntacana championship obviously you're in puntacana um the purse is 3.8 million so it's a decent little chunk of change but it's going to be a mixture of corn fairy tour guys as well as pga tour guys um, it's just kind of a it's it's a weird grouping. I mean, Wyndham Clark is the highest ranked guy at ten thousand five hundred, and then after that, you immediately bump into the, the high nine Ks. Um, I don't do a ton of research on this course; just be advised. Um, so when you when it comes to betting and DFS, you, you 
you're kind of on your own. I mean, the big uh, number, the big thing that I looked at when I looked through all my research was putting. Um, a lot of the winners were gaining um, anywhere between one and a half to three strokes on the field and putting. So maybe look at guys. I know I did that maybe have a little bit better of a, a putting history um, versus anything else. That was the big stat that I found. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, that's, that's all it is. I I'd prefer to bet in the, match play personally um but if you just kind of want your classic golf fix of betting um you know use your best judgment and i'd preferably stay towards the the top of the uh the corrales board i wouldn't upper echelon of this field yeah i wouldn't start digging into those bottom you know 6k guys from Puerto, uh you know like from puerto rico or anything like that you know brian davis at 6k probably not your best choice I will I will give you ten dollars to throw a winner's pick on him right now. No. Uh, you know what? He's gonna do better than like the half dozen guys that have already withdrawn from the tournament. Hey, That's for by sure. the way, we roasted Nacho that he went out and won. We roasted Greg Koshcock, whatever his last name is. I don't know how to pronounce it. He finished like top 35 the event. This is yes. what's that guy's name? What do you mean? What was the guy's name you just mentioned? Brian Davis, the most like generic name of all time. Brian Davis, I while you talk about it a little bit, I'm going to look up his odds to win right now. Oh, I'm sure they're plus like 15,000. 250,000. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That sounds about right. Um, I have a free $10 bet, which would net me $25,000. <laughs> go wild, kid. It's all you. you. imagine? Uh, um, in terms of guys to pick, I'm going to leave the the one guy on top that's Jack's guy for sure. Uh, my guy's Pendrith. Um, I think he's going to be extremely streaky. I mean, again, he missed a cut at the ape, at the Arnold Palmer, but outside of that, he's been playing solid. Um, nothing too streaky in terms of uh, in terms of high volume, but he did play really nice at Pebble Beach. Um, they kind of called that a comparison course. Um, he was T seventh there, so I think he's a very viable option. Again, in a weak field, um, he's the one that really sticks out to me. I don't hate Patrick Rogers. He's kind of a distance guy more so than anything else. But again, his recent form is not perfect. Um, Jack, I know you got like seven or eight guys. Yeah. And just for the record, we're looking at the 10 and the 9K range. Yes. Um, so Wyndham Clark is obviously the number one player in this field by a mile. He's 12 for 14 on cuts. And just for reference of those two missed cuts, they were in uh, September and October of last year. They just still show up on this year. He has three top 10s. His worst finish in 2023 is a 50th place finish. And that's at the Amex, which is probably the most loaded field outside of the Genesis this year. Um, so he's been performing awesome. He is an under 70 average. Um, he's due for a win. He looks just awesome. And I think probably 85% of bets are probably going to be on him this week, which I know are crazy. Yep. Um, I also like Thomas Dietrich a lot outside of the missed cut at the players in the Honda. He's just been on a tear. Um, I don't want to necessarily let two weeks of a guy that's normally about 75 or 8,000, 8,500 in DFS really kind of outshine it. But just being in this field, he is just absolutely loaded. Yep. Those are the two guys that I really look forward to. And I'm trying to sneak in just cause it's, you kind of got to get one of these. It's one of those weeks. Yeah. You got to, got to get a big name in there some, somewhere. Um, in terms of that range though, I think we did a pretty good job kind of going over the big names. Yeah, and we're going to go quickly just because we have two tournaments to cover, so yep. it's not going to be the most in-depth thing. But jumping into the 8K range, we have your favorite golfer, Nick Hardy, um, yep. up to Emiliano Grillo. And I'm just going to kick it off right away. I am fading Emiliano Grillo 
like a wind in the desert storm. And the reason I say this is because um, he is currently losing 0.6 shots around in putting and is currently ranked 180th in putting overall. From all the research I did, I saw putting was probably the number one stat. Um, he's obviously a super talented golfer, but he's had a couple 76s, 77s, and his repertoire lately in this tournament is probably going to be a little bit lower scoring. So honestly, it, I, I could envision a missed cut here uh, if it gets to it, but I'm fading him. And then I really like Nikolai Hoyard. I wish it was his brother Rasmus, to be honest. <laughs> um, but he's been killing it at the DP World Tour. His worst finish um, was in November, which is a 57th, and everything has been in top 40 since then, 7-7 seven and seven on cuts and three top 10s, including a top 5. Um, so he's been killing it 70 average 80.4 fantasy points on average, which if comparatively to this range is like 30 points higher than the next guy. So that's, those are the two guys that one I'm fading and one I'm loving. Yeah. Uh, with this range. So, so I'm going to be completely honest, looking at how I make a lineup in, in this tournament, I'm trying to take probably three guys between this 10 K range and this nine K range. I'm probably skipping this whole 8,000 range if I can. Um, I don't hate Hoygaard if you go with him. Um, if you want to get fancy, you can take Fabrizio Zanotti. Um, he's been kind of running around on the on the DP World Tour. Um, he's from Paraguay. Uh, so he's doing all right in, ter in terms of options. I think he would be a sneaky pick. Um, he's 8,200. But in all honesty, I'm okay if you want to avoid a bunch of this range because I think the 7K range has very similar names and you could save, you know, a thousand to 2000, just going down to one of them instead. Well, let's go ahead and do it. So at the top, we have 7,900 at Sam Stevens. And then at the bottom, it's actually a pretty lengthy 7K. I know I said every single time, Carson Young looking for a bounce back week. Take it away. Yeah. Uh, for 7,700, this is kind of Jack's guy more so than mine. I feel like at this point, uh, Ryan Gerard. Um, so, he, so it shows he's five for seven on cuts. He missed two cuts in January on the Corn Ferry Tour and then proceeded to have just rattled off four straight top 40s with three top 10s and then finished 71st at the, at the Valspar. Yeah, and then one thing to know about Ryan Gerard, he needs to finish it's like top 57 or tied for yes. 58th, and then he gets that special temporary exemption into the uh, PGA Tour. So that's going to be amazing if he does that. It's what Tom Kim got last year, right? Exactly so, yeah. but he won, so it helped out well, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tom Kim obviously did a little differently, but but Ryan Gerard again, fighting for his card, gives him some extra motivation this week. Um, in terms of other options, guy like in the 7K range, uh, Matthias Schwab. Uh, the stat that really sticks out for him that I think that could fit this course based on what Jack was talking about, um, putting from 10 to 25 feet, he's ranked 10th on the tour. Um, so it's just kind of a good stat. Again, he missed the cut at the Valspar, but prior to that, he was kind of a made cut machine. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of T50s, so he's, he might not be, you know, crushing the tops of leaderboards, but it's a pretty solid made cut. And especially in this range of 7,300, he could potentially be your fifth guy. Um, so that's really all you can ask at this point. Yeah, he is um, number 50 in terms of total putting, gaining almost about 0.35 shots around on the field. So just a little bit of separator in this category is really big. Um, some of the guys I did like at this range were Grayson Sig, withdraw. Dylan Wu, withdraw. Um, so that was fantastic. Um, Harry Hall. Harry Hall, outside of the Valspar, where he looked like he was playing baseball instead of golf. 
He is still fourth in strokes game putting and 11th in putting total. One of those factors that, you know, 7,500 that's going to separate these guys. I really, really like, um, and then I'm just going to keep harping on Aaron Baddeley. Um, I was just like, looking into him because I was like, man, we're, I've got Aaron Baddeley's here. Let me see how good he is at putting. Yep. He's top 40 in basically every putting stat you can imagine, which isn't amazing, but a comparison to the field, he's like top five and basically everything. Putts, um, per ra- putts per round first, putts from inside five feet, second, three putt avoidance, third, total holeouts from on the green, fourth. All right. Well, shit. Good putter. Got it. Noted. Exactly. So, um, so he's another guy. I'll keep harping on him. He's this price range in these big events like the players. So you might as well put him in your lineup here. Um, and then, you know, there's going to be a guy like Russell Knox is probably just going to come out of nowhere and win. Um, but, you know, those are the two big guys that I'm going after here. And again, I know we're being quick just because we have two tournaments to cover. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's go to the 6K range. Let's go to the, yeah. the let's go dumpster diving. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me get out the way real quick. With the waggle, I'll pause if you know, you know, Jason Duffner. He has been, outside of like missing 112 out of 113 cuts, he <laughs> has gone 32nd in the waste management, uh, made the cut at the Honda, top 50 in Puerto Rico, and top 40 at the Valspar. Now, I'm not saying he's going out and winning this tournament, but if you take a look at the fields, waste management and Valspar, both top 40s in these loaded fields, there's a chance that 6,900, this guy can catch some fire in that top 36 or tied 36 might be tied 26 or even if he gets tied for 36 in this event a guy at 6900 is going to be really really good um there's guys that you know there's trevor werblo um austin Ekro. i was looking up again man, listen, man you're on me right now with all these guys that i was looking into listen i'm a nerd so you get ready grayson murray is one of those guys that was rumored to join live 15th at the puerto rico open uh he is more known for breaking clubs and scoring with them <laughs> Um, you have guys like Jeff Oglevy, um, 11th at the Puerto Rico, probably nearing the senior tour soon. Sung Kang has really good swing. Um, you know, there's guys out here that are going to be really good. And then guys that are making either their PGA tour debut from the senior tour, from the international tours, web.com tours, um, or guys like, um, Ted Potter jr. Who are coming out of nowhere, um, and playing or guys like Haram Silfa, who last finished outside of a top hundred. And I don't know how he qualified. <laughs> yeah. There's a few of those. Uh, I was looking at Jeff Ogilvy because I was so curious on how he made four out of his last five cuts. That doesn't make any sense for dude, me. He was awesome. in the and when his career was going on, dude, he was a Cobra rep, man. My dad got the Cobra driver because of him. Like he was awesome. He was a dog. Let me take a look at this putting sounding good. Cause that, that could definitely be a good option at 6,600. I mean, that's really the one guy in this range where I'm like, hmm. You could also make a case about um, Tyson Alexander at 6,800. Um, he was doing good. I mean, you were kind of taking some flyers on him at one point, but yep. top 40 at the Sony, uh, made the cut at the AT&T in the Honda Classic, made the cut at the Valspar, um, only missed cuts in like the last seven events where players and API, which are two loaded fields. So you can take a shot down the dark here. All right, well, Jeff Ogilvy has no stats because he hasn't played enough PGA Tour tournaments. Yeah. So now you know. All right, Jack, and let's run through DFS and uh, DraftKings and FanDuel real fast before we get into the match play. Yeah, so my number one is Wyndham Clark at 10,500. I think he's just a well and about favorite, and I'm just going to sneak him in. Next, I got um, Nikolai Hoyard. Um, I would, again, would rather have his brother Rasmus here, but we're going to do what we got to do. 
Um, then I'm going to Chad Ramey. He's probably a little overblown in price because of his history here, but he's got two top 30 finishes in a row. So I'm kind of liking that trajectory. Then I'm going to go to Harry Hall, 7,500, Aaron Baddeley, 7,500, and then finishing with the waggle, Jason Duffner. There you go. Uh, for my fan, for my FanDuel lineup, I'm starting up top with Wyndham Clark, 10,500. Um, then give me Taylor Pentreth at 9,700. Give me Thomas Dietrich at 9,600. Give me <laughs> Jack's already laughing because he knows my last guy. Uh, give me Aaron Baddeley at 7,500. Give me Jeff Ogle. <laughs> I already know it's coming and I can't stop laughing. Give me Jeff Ogilvy at 6,600. <laughs> and give me Cougar Collins at 6,100. Yeah. Uh, Cougar Collins is younger than uh, probably anybody else in this field. He's a baby. He has not played, I don't think, on the PGA Tour. He's won $2,000 in his whole life. But I love those top three guys, and I needed somebody at the bottom. For, at the moment I saw his name at 6,100, he's taking the cake. It was great. Shout out um, Eastern Michigan golf. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that is my DraftKings. Jack, what's your fan duel? Well, on that transition, um, it's going to be a lot of the same. 12K, Wyndham Clark. Um, snuck in Thomas Dietrich here at 11,700. I got Nikolai Hoyard at 10,300. I have Aaron Baddeley at 9,100. The Waggle, Jason Duffner at 8,300. And then I have Trevor Werblow at 8,100. Ah, so you went to Werblow. I almost did him on, uh, or I almost Cheers. got him on. <laughs> yes, cheers. I almost uh, picked him on uh, DraftKings, so that was curious. Hmm. Uh, for my FanDuel, it's it's quite similar to my DraftKings. Um, I started with Wyndham Clark at 12,000. I have Taylor Pendrith at 11,600. I have Thomas Dietrich at 11,700. I have Aaron Baddeley at 9,100. I have Tano Goya, the cut-making machine, at 8,500. And I have Cougar Collins at 7,000 even. <laughs> Jack had to hide his camera because he knew he was going to laugh. So I am riding Cougar Collins this week. Cougar, if you are listening to this, if you are listening to this, you got a a new, you got a fan. Let me just tell you that way. It's totally not because of your name. It's just from your golf, strictly from your golf. You got two fans. Who are you kidding? Oh, great. Absolutely hilarious. Oh, my goodness. And then let's just go over quickly a couple bets that we have. Uh, You know me, a couple is what, six? So uh, Wyndham Clark, top 20 at minus 120. Thomas Dietrich, top 30, minus 125. Harry Hall, top 40, minus 110. Nikolai Hoyard, top 30, minus 110. I have Wyndham Clark beating Joel Damon at minus 120. And then I have a fun one, Wyndham Clark top 20 in a round one scoring. So basically round one leaderboard top 20 plus 165. He is actually number one in first round front nine scoring, which is the birdie front nine, depending on where he plays. So we could be in for a good one there. And then I have Cougar. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Imagine Cougar. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, Jack is very high on Wyndham Clark this week, and so he was a little scared when he saw my bet too. Um, I'm sticking with the three bets. I contemplated, in all honesty, skipping bets this week. Um, if any week is the week to do it, it's probably this week. Um, you know, save a little bankroll for the Masters, just kind of roll it over, you know, don't lose too much. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw together a couple bets. We'll make it work. Um, so I'm starting with Taylor Pendrith, top 20 at plus 125. Uh, then Jack and I are both riding Wyndham Clark T20 at minus 120. 
And then I have Ryan Girard, T40 at plus 110. Again, he's fighting for his tour card. I think he's got all the motivation in the world. T40 bet it is. Awesome. And then we're just going to do one winner's pick here and one winner's pick at the match play instead of doing two and two. So I just, I did Wyndham Clark again. You know, he's, I, there's no other guy that I'm like, you know what? I think there's a, well, there's obviously a chance, but yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy. Yeah, Jack picked, you know, option 1A. I'm going to take option 1B. Give me Taylor Pendrith. Um, let's hope he can just outdrive the crap out of everybody and has no problems winning this week. Yeah. Um, do you have any wild picks that are for this tournament or no? Yeah, I actually have Nikolai Hoyard top 10 at plus 320. And then uh, the winner to not get a par in the 72nd hole is plus 185. There you go. Uh, for my wild picks, I'm just for the culture. Uh, Cougar Collins top 40 is plus 350. Uh, you know, just gotta, just gotta stick with it. I've already got him in a few other options. I thought, you know, might as well throw him in a bet, but no, I'm not actually doing that. (laughs) 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 0.11 units away from being positive. Yeah. I think I'm going to throw Cougar Collins in my, yeah. Imagine. So no, my other wild pick is for the, uh, is for the match play. So we'll get over to that. Yeah, so that is that one. Um, again, I know that was quick just because we have two tournaments to cover. This one is the Dell Match Play Championship. It is the last event being held at the Austin Country Club and potentially one of the last WGT events because they're kind of trying to move away from it. So take advantage and watch while you can because it's not going to be in the next couple of years. Yeah, um, this course is a par 71 totaling 7,100 yards. Last year's winner was Scotty Scheffler. This was when he was in the middle of his whole, like, I'm going to go fucking win every single tournament. Waste management, WGC, Masters. And that's, I believe, probably around this week or maybe at the end of this week is when you put in your Scotty Scheffler Masters pick from last year. I did, yeah. And then I, yeah, it was a a year last year for sure. But, yeah, that was when I threw in Scotty to win the Masters. Or, no, it was after the players. Was it after the players? Yeah, he won the players and I threw in the money. Um, but yeah, this tournament's always kind of a tough betting week. Again, save your money if you want, use it on the masters. Just note that the tournament here starts Wednesday. Um, golfers are going to play potentially up to seven matches. So I guess seven rounds, depending on how it all goes. Um, as Jack said, this is the final time that they're going to play the Dell match play in terms of, um, course overview. A lot of this course is not, again, it's not a long course. You don't need to be ridiculously long off the tee. You need decent irons, and you really need to be able to putt. But more so than anything else on this tournament, you want to find people that are good in match play. You know, finding guys that can't win here in match play doesn't do you a whole lot of good because then you're just kind of sitting there hanging out and doing nothing while all you guys lose. Yeah, and I think one thing to think about too, especially when betting this, because individual matchups aren't out at the time of talking yep but you want to look for a guy if you're doing like a obviously this makes perfect sense but guys that number one can most likely get out of their field and then also take a look at what guy might be getting out of the next field and try to kind of match up right away because especially if you talk about dfs or whatnot you don't want to pick a guy like just for example victor perez who might go you know one oh and two well, I guess Scotty Scheffler did that last year at one, um, but you know, one zero and two, not make it out of the field, and then gets paired against like Hovland. I think is the next guy up. So yeah, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Um. So one of the big things about this course is they redid the greens uh, before the 2019 year. So I have stats in terms of how golfers have done since 2019 on this course. Um, Billy Horschel is nine three and one with a first place and two group wins. 
Corey Connors is six and four here and has finished third place. Keegan Bradley is zero, two, and four here. Uh, Christian Bezwiedenhout is zero, five, and one here. So I don't like Bez just based on that record alone. Um, Tommy Fleetwood is five, four, and two here and has won his group one time. Peril Hatton is four, four, and two here and has won his group one time. Uh, Mackenzie Hughes is four, two, and one here and has Ooh. and has won his group before. Um, Siwoo Kim is two and seven here. Uh, say his name correctly. Siwoo shaking that ass, Kim. Yeah. Yep. Um, Siwoo shaking that ass, shaking that ass. Uh, so he's two and seven here, but in 2019, he went two and one. Other than that, he's gone oh and six. Um, so he hasn't played great here recently. Uh, Kevin Kisner is kind of the like quote unquote Kevin King of this course. Um, he's 14 and three with a win and a runner up. Uh, Matt Kuchar is 11, two and one with a second and a third. Scotty Scheffler is 10, two and two with a first and a second. Zalatoris is four, three and one and has a group win. Rom is six, four and two and has two group wins. Morikawa is three, three and one and has a group win. Rory McIlroy is four, two and one with a group win. Minwoo Lee has played this and got one, one and one. Maverick you can talk Mc... about everyone. Absolutely. Right. Maverick McNeely has not lost here. He's gone two, oh and one. And then the list of some of the newcomers Sam Burns, Tom Kim, Cam Davis, Ben Griffin, Ryan Fox, KH Lee. Davis Riley, Seth Pagala, Davis Thompson, and more. Yeah, so that was a mouthful. Um, yep. Yeah, there's going to be guys like, I think, Ryan Fox, who a lot of people were like, how in the heck did he get in here? But he's above, like, Harris English, who's played, I think, like, 12 PGA Tour events already. So it's just, yeah. it's interesting how the brackets fall out. I'd like to know more about how it kind of gets formulated. Um, but if you want, you want to get right into the bracket and how we kind of look at that? Yeah, um, let's look through it real fast here. Uh, do you want to kind of go through your picks as we do it, or are we doing picks on the back end? Yeah, let's just talk right away from the bracket. We'll start, um, you want to just go top left, you know, yeah, read it like a book? It. All right, it. so bracket number one is Scotty Scheffler, Tom Kim, Alex Norn, and Davis Riley. In my opinion, this is probably going to be the hardest bracket to get out of because at any one point, these guys can get hot. Davis Riley proved it um, the other week. Alex Norn's proven it, a little bit of an injury. Tom Kim obviously is Tom Kim, but this year he's looked human. Scotty Scheffler, all he has to do is do what he normally does, which is basically be the best player in the world. And it's going to be a breeze for him. He's proven he's successful here. I'm known in this event for picking the most boring picks in human history, but I really think it's just, it's going to be a Scotty Scheffler week. I think he's going to blow past Noren and Riley and Kim might have, you know, they might go um, and beat Noren and Riley and then square up each other. And I think Scotty's got that edge. Yeah, I think when I looked initially before the bracket had come out, I wrote down six names that I liked this week. Tom Kim was one of them. Again, it's a shorter course. I think he had the capability to to have the right kind of mold for this type of a course. And then I looked today and I saw he was paired in Scotty Scheffler's group. And I was like, all right, well, that was fun while it lasted. And just kind of click Scotty Scheffler through. Um, again, as long as his putter is middling, I think he has the opportunity to make it out. Like as long as his putter doesn't really tank him, I think. Well, I mean, it's fine. proven that Scotty, when he won the other week, he was losing like what, like point three quarters of a shot putting on the field, and he yes. won by like six. Yeah. So all he has to do is be fun. He play play around with your buddies, and you're gonna beat all these guys. Tom Kim in the last couple of weeks that we've bet on him has been horrendous in putting. Yep. So he's got to make up that gap for anybody. Not saying he can't. Those are the two guys that I'm looking at, but Scotty's just otherworldly right now 
Yeah, Scotty's the guy. Um, so I think we both have him coming out of the group. Um, and next grouping, we have Sung J.M., Tommy Fleetwood, J.T. Poston, and Maverick McNeely. Uh, who do you got coming out of this one? Tommy Fleetwood. He, really? Listen, it took everything in me not to go, all right, Jack, here's Sung J.M. He's best player in this category. Pick him. Tommy Fleetwood looked really, really good lately. Um, you know, third at the Valspar. I think he's really coming into form, and he's playing for that, you know, PGA Tour card versus Sung J.M., who – is been weird he's had like three or four top fives and then i'm last place in the cut and then like a top 50 he just looks a little bit different uh i'll be saving his name uh two weeks from now uh but i think tommy fleetwood will form uh maverick mcneely he did fine the other week but i think injury when you're playing seven rounds is an instant kind of an x on my end and then poston's been streaky as all so uh, i got fleetwood so post posting, what was it last week on, on the one day he was on the, the not podcast on the uh, featured group coverage, I think missed about half a dozen, three to five footers. Um, so that alone tells me, yeah, no, I'm not getting to you. Um, Maverick McNeely is an elite putter. So I think that's a viable option. If oh, you yeah. Wanna, if you want to get to him. Um, I think that's kind of your, your mindset you're using. If you pick Maverick, I'm actually going to Tommy Fleetwood as well. Um, so, so we're starting off together, which is either really good or really bad. Um, but yeah, he's been playing great. I think Sung Jay is just kind of a middle of the road, uh, match play player, at least in this tournament. Um, and I think Tommy fleet was going to come through strong. So, yeah, you know, Sung Jay is about to shoot 58 on, on Wednesday and really kick us to the curb, but Hey, 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 let's say 58s for Augusta. All right. Sung Jay, come on. I've already, <laughs> i 58 at Augusta, I'd shave my head. Um, <laughs> and then the next category, which I think is just a, a weird grouping of golfers. Yep. Colin Morikawa, Jason Day, Adam Svensson, and Victor Perez. Jason Day is coming out Jason, of this category. Jason Day is who I am as well. Man, Listen, we're starting with the same group. Colin Morikawa statistically is like miles above of everybody who we should be taking. Yep. Not super long, iron-oriented, and short game wizard. I don't know. Something about Jason Day. He must his morning coffee must have changed. He must be in some different sheets um in bed instead of silk. He might be in cotton. He has looked really, <laughs> yeah. really good. Um, and I think Victor Perez, Adam Svensson are great golfers, but I think those two are like if you can really bunch it down to one or two golfers, I think your brackets will be different. Obviously, this being the most important bracket in March, I think Jason Day comes out on top over Colin Morikawa. I, uh, I I thought about it like this. Colin Morikawa is struggling with his putter. Jason Day is an elite putter. Um, Adam Svensson could be a dark horse here, unfortunately. I really hope he doesn't, you know, play second fiddle and start messing with it, but he could. Um, and then Victor Perez, I know he had one good year, I think, where he, he made it to the top four, but I'm just assuming that we are going to see the Jason Day we've been seeing the last, what, three and a half months, four months. I can't um, tell you how happy I've been watching that just by the way. Yeah, it's been great. So I have Jason Day coming out of this grouping too. Uh, so right now we're three for three on each having the same guy, which which is weird. We don't normally do this. Uh, who do you got coming out of Hovland's group? Oh my gosh, is it bad to say I got Chris Kirk coming out of this group? I I don't have Chris Kirk. Let's so this go. Is the first one we have different. All right. So my initial instinct was to go Hovland. I want to wait one more week on Hovland. Um, he's looked fantastic this year. Like probably the best Hovland, arguably that we've ever seen. I think that's safe to say 11 for 11 on cuts. His short game, 
finally looks like a PGA Tour golfer. Obviously, it's not to the level yeah. of a Jason Day or a Ricky Fowler, but he has looked really good. His short game is picking up, and I think it's proven. Chris Kirk is just everything you talk about, super boring, basic textbook golf he's been playing. Um, I wanted to go Hovland, but I think Burnsy, or excuse me, Chris Kirk is the guy to go to. Shout out Siwoo and Kuchar. I know you're probably going to pick. Yeah, I have Kuchar. Um, again, he's gone 11, 2, and 1 here since 2019. Um, he plays well in this course. And you can sit there and be like, well, he's old. And I can be like, well, that's great. But he also is 11, 2, and 1 here in the last three years. Uh, so I don't really care. Uh, again, this is not a long course, so you don't need to hit the ball 450 yards off the tee. Um, he's he plays well here. Siwoo again, he's been he's like 0-6 here in his last two years. Um, I don't really want to touch him with a 20-foot pole. Chris Kirk is kind of the one that I think could be the uh could be the tough matchup as far as Kuchar goes. But I think Hovland, I I just I just can't get to it. I mean, there there's general rule when it comes to match play. Um, last year was tied for the most amount of uh favorites to ever get out of a group stage with eight. Um, generally you're looking to somewhere between four and eight to get out of the group stage. And I think Hovland is one of those that it, he should get out of the group stage, but he won't. Cause these are, these are some true heavy hitters kind of because he could around yeah. him. All right, let's go to uh next group. Yeah. I know you're going to disagree with me here, but it's, I got Max Homa. Um, I think he's looked like the best golfer in this category by far. Um, I think that Matsuyama is finally overcoming his injury but having the ability to play four rounds in two days is a little bit scary, especially for a risk. I'm not even going to talk about your guy. I'll save him for you. And then Justin said, let me down <laughs> last week. So I couldn't go back to him. Uh, so in this group, I have Max Homa. Uh, oh, is, what? Wait, hold that, on. That what? is who I chose. Yes. I but chose your winner's one. pick for the bracket is. <laughs> so my winner's pick is because I can only pick a guy one time in the year. <laughs> so because you can only pick him one time in the year, uh, my, my winner's pick, is in fact somebody else. Um, but yeah, I have Homa coming out of this group. I do think there's a dark horse in Kevin Kisner. Um, Kevin Kisner is, Kisner is probably what top two or three in terms of course history. He's 14 and three. He's had a win and a runner up. I think if anybody in this group is going to contend against Homa, it's going to be Kiz. <laughs> oh my God, Jack. Jack's face is bright red. I don't know why he's laughing so hard. Well, um, just knowing I'm your winner's pick is. <laughs> Also in that category. All right, I got to move on before I just spill uh, everything. Yeah, we're going to go to uh, Jordan Spieth, Shane Lowry, Taylor Montgomery, and Mackenzie Hughes. Yeah, right off the bat, I got Jordan Spieth. Watching him last week, like I, if there was a choice between doing a layup in basketball on my end or Jordan Spieth having a 75-foot putt, <laughs> like honestly, Jordan Spieth, or, you know, you know I'm not going to I'm not gonna miss the layup just for the record, but Jordan Spieth, I swear, has looked like 2015 Masters Jordan Spieth with that putter. It was, I think I texted you like six times. I'm like, Jordan Spieth, Jordan Spieth. Jordan, you're like, what are you talking about? And like, Jordan Spieth. Um, yeah. Shane Lowry's looked good. He hasn't looked great. Montgomery in the last month or month and a half is a little bit of a struggle. Uh, yeah. Mackenzie Hughes obviously plays good here, but he's also been a little bit teetering. I think Spieth's the guy. Um, yeah, I think Spieth is dangerous. I actually took Mackenzie Hughes. Um, this is going to be an upset grouping for me. I think when Spieth is 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 really heavily in the spotlight and a favorite, like he's kind of going to be this week because again he's been playing a little bit better. Um, he kind of crumbles personally, um, so I'm okay staying off him this week. I think Montgomery is a really good putter if you wanted to get back to it, but again he has that ability to really just 
get himself out of these tournaments. The one nice part about Monty is that if he loses on a hole and gets a triple, which he's done a couple times on the PGA Tour, it only counts as one hole lost as opposed to losing three strokes on the field that happens in a normal PGA Tour tournament. Uh, but give me Mackenzie Hughes. Again, he, play, he plays well here, and I'm doing a kind of a combination of course history as well as you know, he's just a he's a very interesting four seed, if you want to call him in this bracket, you know, lowest seeded guy. Um, I think Mackenzie Hughes has these streaky weeks, and and this might be one of the weeks. Yeah. And then last group on the left, we have Patrick Cantley, Brian ugh, KH Lee, and Nick Taylor. Uh, I think Cantley's getting out of it. He's just such a boring golfer and it's just gonna fill up his strengths. And I refuse to bet Brian Harmon. So yeah, it's Cantley, some scrubs. Um, it's really all it is. I mean, if you want to get fancy, I guess you could say Nick Taylor, but uh, don't worry about it. Jack did skip the Sam Burns, Seamus Power, Adam Scott, and Adam Hadwin group. Oh. Uh, this group is a little bit dangerous. Um, I think there's a few different options of guys to get out of here. Give me Adam Scott, though, just based on some old man golf. Um, I think Seamus Power could be dangerous. He did get out of his group last year. Um, so if you wanted to kind of swap it up and go to him, that works too. Yeah, well, I completely missed that category, and Seamus Power is the guy I got. I think um, it is between Power and Scott for me. Hadwin's had moments. Burns has had moments, but Burns also has had a couple rounds in the 100th place finishes. Yep. Um, so I was a little bit scared of him. Power's probably had the best year of the group, um, so that's who I went with. There you go. Now let's go to the uh, to the top right. Yeah, I'm just gonna, it's Rom, Horschel, Mitchell, and Fowler, probably the best course history group, um, yeah. in, especially in Horschel, but – I think it's Rambo. He had a little bit. He withdrew for illness a little bit while ago. I'm sure he he's over shits. it. He had the shits. Let's not kid ourselves here, all right? He was on the toilet too long. Hey, it happens. We've all been there. Um, but <laughs> Rambo, number two, He's he should be the best player. He should be number one in the world rankings if he played all four rounds. Um, so I think it's him. Yeah, um, it, sh- it should be Rom. I just I, – I have this gut feeling he's just – he's going to have some, you know – lingering illnesses we'll call it um so for me i've been back and forth between billy horschel and ricky fowler i'm gonna stick with billy horschel um just note that if ricky fowler does make it into the uh i want to say it's the top eight or the top 16 um he will lock in his his uh chance to play for in augusta um so he's still fighting for that grouping so he's got a little extra motivation compared to a lot of the field that's that's kind of here this week so I think he could definitely be a sneaky play if you wanted to uh, to fade Rom. Yeah, hey, listen, trust me. I know Rom and Fowler are the, I think it's the first group going off of the week. Um, I don't know who I want out of that one because it'll be weird. But that's going to be a really fun grouping to watch personally. Rom versus Fowler, hell yeah, sign me up. Yep, the next one is Cam Young, Sepp Straka, Corey Connors, and Thompson, or well, uh, Davis Thompson. Um, I, I want Sepp Straka. Okay. I normally wanted to go Cam Young uh, just because of pure ball striking, but I feel like Seb Straka is just whenever you forget about his name, he seems to come out of nowhere and just go, hey, I'm still here. I think this might be a week for it. Yeah, um, I'm going Corey Connors. Uh, he seems to find his putter when he plays on this course, um, and he's played well here in the past, so I'm all aboard it. I think Cam Young is 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 just – he's too inconsistent. I would prefer to to have a little bit more of a likelihood. Uh, but I think Corey Connors is going to be the guy in that one. Yeah, you got it. And the next one, Tony Fino, Kurt Kitayama, Adrian Moronk, and Christian Bezadenhut. Um, I got Fino. I think he's not talked about ever since the Netflix documentary came out. Everyone 
held him as an excuse for hanging with his family. That's ridiculous. His worst finish uh, basically since November uh, was a tied for 24th. This guy's a dog. He's awesome. And he's going forward. Um, all right. Well, it's not going to be Bez because the guy can't win a match. Um, Adrian Moran could be a sneaky flyer, but I just don't think he's going to get the job done. Give me Kirk Kitayama. Um, I'm going for the sneaky pick here. Tony Finau does not have the the match play history at this type of course. Um, now, if you turn, if you told me it was a Ryder Cup, then you know he'd probably come out guns blazing and and win all three rounds. But Austin Country Club, give me Kirk Kitayama. He has these streaky uh, streaky moments. Nice. And the next is Will Zalatoris, Ryan Fox, Harris English, and Andrew Putnam. I had originally Will Zalatoris, but I switched it to Ryan Fox. Oof. All right. I'm I'm sticking with Zalatoris. I think I think he's gonna I I definitely don't think it's English or Putnam personally. I I think you can push those to the side, but yeah, I'll take Zalatoris over Fox. The, the only reason I said Fox over Zalatoris after thinking about it is I've never seen Zalatoris putt under one-on-one conditions. So thinking maybe something along those lines might, you know, especially with his putting stroke, it might one made, twinge of nervousness. He made it out of the groups last year. That's all I'll say. He made it out of the groups last year at this course. All right. Uh, next, we got Xander Shoffley, Tom Hoagie, Aaron Wise, or Cam Davis. I was 50-50 on Xander and Tom Hoagie. I want Xander. <laughs> I want Cam Davis. <laughs> So Cam Cam Davis started off this year with an injury that nobody knew about. Um, and then finally in the last like three, four weeks, he started to kind of put some things together. So I'm hoping that injury's back. Um, Aaron Wise is not going to be a guy that I don't think anybody picks just because he is he is all sorts of wrong right now. Nobody knows what's going on with him. But uh, give me Cam Davis. Xander Shoffley doesn't really do it at this uh, at this tournament either. Cam Davis is probably the most terrifying pick in this whole event. Um, I don't, I, I understand what you're saying, but his last six finishes, six, uh, missed cut 73, missed cut 81, missed cut 112, missed cut 151 and missed cut 120. If he pulls out, I'm going to come, I'm going to drive to Chicago <laughs> and I'm going to give you a high five and I'm going to treat you to a nice slice of pizza. Sweet. Yeah. Give me that. Give me those 10 bucks. Uh, next grouping, we have Matt Fitzpatrick, Sahith Tagala, Minwoo Lee, and JJ Spawn. I, I was Min- torn. Oh, go ahead. I got Minwoo Lee. Yeah, he's the best player in the world right now. Yeah. If, if we're just looking at finishes, that's well, there's no else to say. And he's in a grouping with Fitzpatrick, who's got injury concerns. So I don't yeah. think anybody's going to Fitzpatrick this week. I was torn between Tagala and Minwoo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, JJ Spawn is JJ Spawn, and I'm sure he's a good golfer, but I just don't think he can. He can compete with JJ spawn is more known for his bogey avoidance versus his birdie numbers. And in yes. match play, it's less about getting bogeys and more about getting birdies. So that's what it came down to for me. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Minwoo it is for both of us. What about next? We got uh, Terrell Hatton, Russell Henley, Lucas Herbert, Ben Griffin. Probably the second worst category outside of the Patrick Cantlay group, in my opinion. Yeah. Russell Henley is really working with things. Lucas Herbert is struggling. Ben Griffin came off an interesting week. I think it's probably torn between Hatton and Griffin. I think Hatton is by far the guy to come out of this group. He's been on a tear, and I think his putter's just going to hold. Yeah, I think Hatton's Hatton's crushing this group for sure. Um, ben, I liked Ben Griffin initially. Again, before the the tournament came out and before the bracket came out, I saw he was in Terrell Hatton's group, and I was like, "Yep, well, that was fun while it lasted." Yeah. Um, we're not getting to him. And then again, if you wanted to go really fancy in putting metrics, you can go Lucas Herbert, but the guys also finished last his last like three tournaments. So I think he's currently going through a swing change. 
Yeah. And then last bracket, Rory McIlroy, Keegan Bradley, Denny McCarthy, and Scott Stallings. Yep. One, two, three, Rory McIlroy. Oh, you're going Rory? I am not going Rory. Uh, I'm going Denny McCarthy. We're going putting with putting man. Putting man, yes. Uh, Keegan Bradley's probably going to lose a bunch on here because he doesn't play well in this event. In this event, Scott Stallings, I'm not really worried about, but I don't know. Denny versus Rory, give me the upset. Give me the putter. I think the putter's going to kind of carry him on that one. Let's My final four. four, Jordan Spieth over Jordan Spieth versus Sanders Shoffley for the championship match. And then I have Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm in a third place match. Oh, there's no way Rahm and Scheffler both make the top four. No shot. Um, For my top four, I have Max Homa, Terrell Hatton, Corey Connors, and Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. So my champion. No, you know, I'll start with my third place. Yep. My third place match winner, I think it's Rambo. I think, although I wanted to pick Scotty based on everything, I think Rom's going to come through. His putter's going to light up like he did when he was playing Dustin Johnson in that playoff. And I think he's going to go and win third place. Um, I have Scotty Scheffler over Corey Connors in my third place. In my championship match, I have Jordan Spieth beating Xander Shoffley with the tiebreaker being 14 birdies in that match. I think it's going to be a fest. Uh, for my championship, I have Max Homa over Terrell Hatton with 13 birdies as my tiebreaker. I don't hate that at all. I I originally had um, Hatton beating Shoffley yeah. and then Hatton losing to Rom, but I went with the iron play. I said, if Shoffley gets on to what he was doing in the Presidents and Ryder Cup, he's moving on. Yeah. I mean, I, I was a little worried about getting too top heavy here. I had a few, I, 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 there was a certain point where I didn't have Connors in there. And then I realized I was like, you know what? Like Connors could be the kind of guy. I almost had Billy Horschel in here as my top four. Do I want to swap that? I kind of want to swap that now. Shit. Well, while you teeter nah, on that, nah, nah, um, nah, 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 we're going to do one winner's pick either. Mine's Jordan Spieth, like I talked about. Liam's. <laughs> Mine, again, I am not losing a high-volume guy on match play. Give me Kevin Kisner. <laughs> when, are, when else are you using Kevin Kisner? The guy shoots 12 over every other week, all right? You're not putting him in anywhere else. Put him in here. He plays well here. That's my spot. Um, I also do have one wild pick. Um, Scotty or Rory to win is plus 380. So I just threw that one in there because that was a, you know, he could go back to back. Maybe Rory just catches fire and plays really well here. But well, that are both of our brackets, like I said, way more important than March Madness. Best bracket in March. Um, yeah, that is it. Two golf tournaments. We're going to have a little bit of a longer episode this week. So thanks for sticking with us. Go check out socials with everything. Last thing, if you're looking for a DraftKings lineup, uh, I'm going to run through mine real fast that I have together for the Dell match play. Uh, give me Scotty Scheffler, 11-1, Terrell Hatton at 9,000, Will Zalatoris at 8-9, Minwoo Lee at 7,600, Matt Kuchar at 7,100, Mackenzie Hughes at 6,100. So it gives you all the options, all different quadrants. None of them are going to face one another until top eight. All right, there it is. Um, so, the, yeah, we got two tournaments this week. So you got double the golf to keep an eye on. Uh, let's go out there. Let's go win some money this week. And then we're going to see you next week at Valero. Deuces. Deuces.